0: Business and People, your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Business and People podcast. Not all superheroes wear capes. In fact, some of them wear columns of numbers on their chest and save you financially. And it's not just me saying that. The person we're about to have on the show has been called a superhero by her clients starting five years ago in the world of accounting natasha mckenzie has gone out and created an incredible business for herself and is now helping and rescuing her clients all over the place she's a business owner of course and it's my pleasure and honor to be able to bring her on natasha thank you so much for joining me thanks for having me Now, that superhero quote is a genuine one on your site, which is uh, mcmbusinesssolutions.com.au. You actually have a quote from one of your clients saying that you rescued their business and and you helped them get back on the straight and narrow. How does it feel when you get that kind of thing coming back from your customers? Uh, It it feels great,
1: to be honest. It's, It's really satisfying. And yeah, I just love helping people
0: in their businesses. Nice, very cool. Now, you started MCM. Uh, I, I was reading there a little bit on your bio, but you started this because you had this background in accounting. So let, let's rewind a little bit. You've got, your, you've got your MBA. You are a qualified CPA. You've worked in government organisations and then you decided to go out on your own, correct me if I'm wrong, because so many people were asking you for advice, not just accounting and bookkeeping, but about their business and how they could help and improve, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's a real need
1: out there for... Uh, supporting businesses and making sure that they're successful and reach their goals, and I
0: felt the need to um, you know, assist. Fantastic! So you started MCM in twenty fourteen. What was mm. the What was the catalyst? What was that? That you know what I'm going to do it. What happened then?
1: Oh, would you believe that I um, had a three year break, having a family, and tried to get uh, employment back again, and was told I was unemployable. Wow! So I thought, well, stuff you guys.
0: I'm gonna show you and that's where MCM was created Wow fantastic so do you know everyone from an entrepreneur's journey has that kind of that pivotal point um, where they where something happens and quite often it's an external event that means that somebody has to to go out on their own and 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 um, make their own way kind of say kind of thing did you find it scary when you opened the doors or was it just I've you know I've got to do this there's no other way to put food on the table and and let's just get into it
1: um, uh, Yeah, look, it was it was scary. I didn't really have the confidence that I thought I should have, being an accountant and trained in business and all that kind of stuff. So that was an interesting journey to learn. Uh, I think I'm still learning that to some degree, as we will for the rest of our careers or lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, I started off in the typical way of um, you know being at home. I was still looking after my one year old at the time. Um, and
0: yeah it just it just grew from there yeah how did you get how did you get those first clients so the 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 idea of going out on your own is all well and good until you go okay so um how are we going to pay our our bills this month so um, how did you get those first clients what was the process for you
1: um my very first client was a very random google search and they found my website wow yeah so it was really hard to start off with because I felt like uh, when I was talking to people and you're saying, "Oh yes, I, I work with these clients or that client," um, and people were saying, "Oh, you got to fake it to make it" and all this kind of stuff. Um, it was it was tough to. I felt like I was lying um, to people when I if, if I said something like that, and mm-hmm. my integrity is too high to be doing that. So. Um it, it happened really quickly, probably a couple of months after I actually opened up business that this person uh, contacted me and signed up. Um, and therefore, yeah, I could say that I had a client.
0: <laughs> Knowing what you know now, like obviously you've got, you've got great business clients and, and you, you're helping making sure that people are doing all the right things on that accounting side of their businesses. So you've got that now, you have that credibility. Knowing what you know now, and going back to those first days, Natasha, and somebody on the phone to you, how would you answer that initial question? where somebody saying, um, um, why should I give you my business? You've only just started.
1: Um, I think it was I, I needed to have more confidence in myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, if I was talking to myself in hindsight. Um, and I think... I needed to focus more on the experience that I had. Like, it wasn't just government. I worked in corporate and in public practice and all that kind of stuff. So I've got a well-rounded background as a career person. Um, So I should have just focused more on that rather than, well, yeah, I'm just starting up.
0: That hindsight's amazing. I I was speaking to a realtor, a real estate agent uh, at one point and and talking about getting their first client. The the customer said to them, so how many houses have you sold? And the real estate agent said, none. You'll be my first, which is fantastic because it means you get 100% of my attention. (laughs) 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 Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Hey, Natasha, so what about foresight? If we look forward 20 years from now, what do you think, the Natasha 20 years from now would want to say to you? Um,
1: Keep going. Nice. Um, And keep
0: your eye on the prize. Very cool. Okay. Very cool. So, Keep talking about that, keeping your eye on the price. when you start working with a business, let's say, you know, XYZ company come to you, Natasha, we're um, so far behind in our books, we have no idea how to dig ourselves out of that swamp, et cetera, et cetera. What's the first process that you go through with a client to kind of get them back onto the right path?
1: Um, so it's really about finding out in great detail where they currently are, mm-hmm. what their issues are, Um and then working out where they want to be in the future. Right, sure. Um, and that might be um, five years' time. It could be right through to when they want to sell, you know, succession planning. It depends on their mental state at the time.
0: Mm. Um, and then we
1: just start working through and getting an action plan
0: together. Okay. So it's it's, it's very um, systematic in terms of starting point, ending point or at least a direction that we want to head to and therefore a equals b equals c let's follow the steps and and make sure that moves forward i noticed on the site for for mcm that you have business mentoring as one of the things that you do with Mm -hmm. your clients so is that way over and above the the basic bookkeeping and accounting side of things absolutely so
1: we provide more of a a support to business owners. Yeah, um, we've got both um, one-on-one mentoring as well as group mentoring. So it depends on where they're at, whether they want a, a group uh, support or just us. Mm. Um, and because we've got the insights into their financials and where they're at, um, both in business and personal, we can give that really in-depth support to them and help them through whatever they're facing at the time. Nice. Keep them accountable and um, yeah, help them reach their goals. How often do you find yourself in a counselling role in that environment? Oh, <laughs> Sadly, too often, I think. We're not qualified counsellors.
0: But you find yourself there. Behind, and I speak, yes. I, again, I'm only speaking from experience, having worked with business coaches before, I found myself quite often saying to my coach, oh, wow, you just never believe the week I've had. And, you know, his comment was, tell me. So we <laughs> it ends yeah. up in. That counselling things. So I was just curious about that. So when you're doing that mentorship, is that um, you're looking at a much broader stroke in terms of the business? You're looking at marketing, you're looking at sales, you're looking at HR, you're looking at all of those different things. Do you, do you have those skills uh, with MCM internally or do you bring in other external experts if needed? Like how does that work? Yep, so
1: um, at the moment we bring in experts um, for the specialties when needed, mm-hmm. um, and but we're looking to,
0: you know, have some joint ventures or internal people in the future. Yeah, nice. Okay, very cool. So coming back to you and, and getting started with the business as, uh, as, as you've started it out, you started to grow, et cetera, what are some of the challenges that you just never imagined um, that business owners face as you've got started? Um gee
1: that's a that's a good one um, the challenges I think managing time um, there although I I knew cash flow would be an issue, I didn't realize how big of an issue it would be for business owners mm. um, and just dealing with the stress of of being a business owner and dealing with clients, um, expectations, staff, you know, all, just everything. Yeah, sure. Uh, and just try and put it into perspective.
0: How did you learn, like let's take one of those, which I think a lot of business owners struggle with and that's the staff side. How did you learn to be a boss rather than an employee?
1: Uh, well, I, I managed staff um, as in my corporate career. Mm. Um. The MBA helped me learn the theory and um, trial and error. <laughs> yeah. Did you get it wrong at the start? Um, I, I think I still get it wrong sometimes because um, we are only human and we're still, as I said earlier, we're still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's it's all about accepting that we are human and we do make mistakes and learning from them.
0: Yeah, right. Do you have to have a uh an understanding of a from a legal standpoint I guess of an HR environment that uh, you've had to school up on
1: uh yes so uh, when it becomes more legal based I've got uh, HR people that I will come in and assist
0: yeah right is, is that a, is that a permanent position that you have or do you have like a virtual HR person that you that's interesting yeah. because I know again coming back to one of the one of the um, skill sets or one of the offerings that you have with MCM Business Solutions is that you offer a virtual CFO position. So mm-hmm. as a business owner, somebody who is just getting started and and you know they're looking at stock on the shelves, they're trying to get their first I don't know a couple of vans out on the road or they're trying to whatever that is that they're that they're selling that they're you know transacting. Quite often, they won't have the resources to bring in a full time CFO somebody to con- take control of that financial. But that's a service that you offer. So you can literally come in as the hired gun in, in, so, in inverted commas and really fine-tune that financial side of things. Absolutely. So we can
1: set up all the processes, the policies, procedures, uh, and run with them uh, for the business owner if that's what they choose or they can take it and do it themselves if they want.
0: I love it. Just be there as an advisor when needed. So from your own business perspective then, Natasha, um, having that, Um, I guess, hire gun in the HR department. Do you have other professionals that you rely on to fill gaps? Like what are some of the other roles that you go to to bring in to help your business grow? Um, Yeah, so a mortgage broker. I've got a really good one
1: that I work with, Um, a financial planner for more wealth growth, both for personal wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm I've got to be honest. Still looking for a marketing person that's you know worth their weight. <laughs> um, so people listening, if, get in contact. I'm um, sure that
0: you'll get some from that. That'll be good. Cool. <laughs> Define. Um, hang on a second. Before we go any further, let's let's yeah. let's be analytical. Let's get the numbers right. Define worth their weight.
1: Um, well, I've tried people in the past, and all they seem to do is take their money and run, and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem to do anything for that money um okay. i've tried looking for somebody that is more a commission based like uh, that will is willing to put this some skin in the game um because and i, I understand from their perspective that that's not really a great business model
0: but I, I From don't a small know. business owner, I think it's the, business, it's the business model that we operate on. So it's therefore the expectation that we, we want other people to take, take ownership of their own results in the same way.
1: Well, yeah, if, if I get something wrong, well, I've got to fix it. You know? Yeah,
0: right. Exactly.
1: So, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's something that uh, that industry, I think, needs to look at in more detail.
0: Sure. I, I think, I know there's a lot of good operators uh, in and around that'll, that'll reach out and, and um, you'll probably have some applications to deal with on that, on that front. So <laughs> you have, you have a personal wealth coach or financial planner, great a mortgage broker, you know, bringing in the HR skills, looking for a marketing person. So from a business owner's perspective, um, I find personally, this is from myself, I find it amazing that you can reach those skills so quickly and easily. Hey, I need an HR person. Hey, I need a salesperson. Hey, I need someone to look after my my books and accounting. So what, what do you see in terms of growth from a business perspective that somebody as an entrepreneur, as a business owner should do when they look at the skills that they need, should they hire or should they outsource? Like at what point does one become the other? Um, It really
1: is a case-by-case basis uh, Mm. and there should be some analysis behind that. So obviously with uh, employing someone, you've got to manage them. Mm. Um, You've got the wages, the super, you've got to have somewhere to house them unless you pay extra for remote and then there's work cover issues. So employing someone isn't necessarily the answer. Mm. Um, But when you go virtual or outsource, then you've got the then um, you're paying a higher fee um, sure. and it, it's sometimes hard to hold them accountable for the work that they do as well. Yeah. So I, I think it needs to be on a case-by-case basis. It also needs, like, for instance, if the business grows big enough that you need a, a full-time admin person, well, of course, that's going to be cheaper to hire someone than hiring a virtual uh, uh, admin person.
0: Yeah, sure. So, and and as you mentioned, having that quality in house and being able to, I guess, control the results as well. So, yeah. uh, on, on each basis, um, do you do you love or hate hiring people, um, or is it somewhere in between? Let's not use love and hate. Is there?
1: Yeah, I think it's somewhere in between. I think um, there's merit for both cases, to be honest. Mm. And
0: who, it, who was your first hire?
1: Uh, I had another bookkeeper.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah. Did that change things for you, bringing someone else on board with that skill set? Did that allow you to, to grow a little bit better or did it add a bit more stress? I don't know if you can talk freely if you've got them in the office with you. But, um. <laughs> no, they Unfortunately, they're not no longer with me. Okay. Um, but
1: it was... I, it was difficult to be honest because I was still in the home, so they actually came to my home. Wow, mm-hmm. um, still had my last-born child at home. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a challenge, and um, at times she admitted that she felt awkward coming into the home as well. So at least she felt uh, open and honest enough to um, to be able to admit that. Mm. Um, it did change things because it wasn't just my time that I was managing, it was their time and making sure that there was enough work for them to do.
0: That's um, the thing, isn't it? Because you get to a point where, you know, you're doing everything and then it's, okay, I'm overwhelmed. I, I, you know, I can't get through everything the day. I need to bring someone on. Mm-hmm. So you bring someone on and then suddenly it's like all of that work that you had now has to go to that person to keep them busy and you, you're constantly trying to find enough work to make sure that that person's salary is justified and That's and right. then that leaves a bit of a gap in your day going, okay, so what's next? How do you... So how did you fill that, that space or did it fill by nature?
1: Um, I suppose my focus shifted to um, obviously managing her time, reviewing her work and, and finding more
0: clients. Do you know, so, it's interesting... You you say manage the time because one of the things that I asked before was um, what did you find that you was more difficult than you thought it would be, and you mentioned managing the time. How mm-hmm. have you how have you managed to uh, come across that these days? Like, are, do you have a specific method of managing your time now? Like, are you compartmentalising? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do as a business professional to help you manage your time? Um, I've tried a few different systems. Um, it's not perfect yet
1: but I do try and block out time Mm -hmm. um and obviously uh I try and do specific days for meetings and and things like that but if if you've got a new client that wants to come on board well you've sort of got to meet their needs as well so things change and slot in and and that and I work with to-do lists a lot I know people say oh to-do lists are out but it, it works for me to write it down the night before, yep. and then I can just forget it and focus on it the next day.
0: Yeah, nice. Are
1: you a, are you a paper and pen kind of um, to do list, or are you use a user tool? I am. I, oh, I've tried using tools on the on the phone and stuff. I like ticking it off. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Actually, I was talking to um, uh, one of our other podcast guests, and she went an even step further. She had. Um, So she had the the written to-do list, but she felt that at the end of the day when she screwed up the piece of paper and went, that's today done, that tomorrow there was no record of her achievements. So she started, instead of just scratching it off the list, she wrote it on a Post-it note, today I achieved ABC. And she took the Post-it note and she put it on a wall and she's Mm. got this massive wall of post-it notes of just simple mundane tasks that she's managed to tick off during her time and so whenever she feels like oh my god i have got you know so much to do she turns around and she can go yeah look how much i've actually done like it was yeah. it's, it's a nice feeling to be able to look back sometimes and see what you've achieved in that whole uh, ticking off the things on the list so natasha um one of the things that I, again doing a little bit of research when i looked at mcm Uh, and a lot of people use this catchphrase, but I'm keen to know your thoughts on it. One of the things that you mentioned there is it's important to know your numbers.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I think that's a crucial thing. What are the numbers that a business owner needs to know that quite often you find they're not across well enough?
1: There's so many of them. (laughs) (laughs) And, And what I think business owners don't realise is, every single decision that they make or don't make actually affects their bottom line. Mm-hmm. Tell in me about some that. form.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if they hire, decide to hire a person, it's going to affect their bottom line. And that might be in a negative way because they're thinking wages, but what will that affect their revenue if it's a salesperson? Yeah. Um, you know, new equipment, marketing, it all affects the figures. Um, in some way and uh, i think business owners needs to realize how important their numbers really are Mm. and it's not just um you know figures on the financial reports and a lot of people don't even understand them it's you know the kpis of a marketing campaign what is that going to do and then how is that going to affect the dollars yeah right Uh, everything can be brought back to the numbers
0: do you have a forecasting suite that you, that you prefer personally? Like, I mean, if we're going to bring in that new piece of equipment, we've got to uh, analyze obviously our, our cost of hiring or renting that particular piece of equipment. We've got to look at the uh, predicted increase in productivity, for example. Do you, do you work on a spreadsheet or do you have a financial forecasting tool that you recommend? Other than people coming to you for a virtual CFO position? I mean, that that should be the goal. Let's everybody do that. Everybody go and hit Natasha up and get her to be the virtual CFO so she can answer that question for you. But internally, what do you use?
1: Um, It does depend on the decision that's being made. So we'll not only look at the financials but also the impact on the business. And if there's looking at different um, places to hire, to move into, then we'll tackle it from a... A whole perspective rather than just the numbers
0: okay yeah looking at uh, all, all of the different factors in terms of not only the rent etc but also convenience and location and logistics and all of that kind of stuff just to, you know we're taking that that as a, absolutely as a, yeah so you mentioned when i asked what should, what are the numbers that they should know you said there are so many of them what do you think are the biggest danger numbers that business owners simply don't know
1: um i think People tend to focus on their bank account rather than their forecasted cash flow. Yep. Um, so they could think, okay, well, I've got you know, plenty of money in the bank, but what they don't think is I've got a whole heap of outstanding bills that need to be paid or the ATO bills coming up. Yep. They, they see the cash and think, oh, let's go and spend it.
0: Yeah, let's go and buy um, something new. Let's CapEx something.
1: Yeah, um, I, so I think it's more a, a wholesome um, view on cash that yeah. needs to be looked at. Um, your, your gross profit margins and your net profit margins are important
0: as well as liquidity, and I know that's all jargon to a lot of people, but... Um, but my question was, what should they know? So even if that's jargon, like the very best thing they could do is look it up. What does it mean? Find out what it is. Yeah. How does it work when we're talking about gross cash flow? Like what What's what are the things that they should know? So this is great.
1: Um, and I think uh, one of their most important, and I'll give you a story behind it, is their um, break-even point. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, so I had a, a client oh, back in the day and... They couldn't work out why they weren't making any money. Okay. They were going behind. And when we sort of, we talked about it and nutted it out, they had actually costed out their pricing incorrectly. Wow. They hadn't actually taken into account their overheads.
0: Wow. So it's really easy to do that, like from a manufacturing point of view. It's easy for us to say X amount of raw materials makes X amount of finished product plus, you know, whatever. It gives me a cost of goods of A, right? But what you're saying is that cost of goods has to include um, salary, has to include rent, has to include um, superannuation, has to include insurance, has to include absolutely everything to give you a real cost of goods before you set the pricing of your product. Yeah, and then like, so
1: what they've done is done their their cost of goods and then put their profit margin on, but their profit margin wasn't going to cover their overheads.
0: Wow. So every time they sold a product, product, they're going backwards. Yes. Danger, red flag. I wonder, I'm hoping, Natasha, I'm hoping that somewhere listening to this podcast, a business owner, just by hearing that, gets to work this morning and says, maybe I should have another look at that. And if they get to have another look at that and find out that they were right, great but hopefully that it just helps them kind of maybe ask a bit of a different question in terms of how they're putting their their real costs together
1: absolutely yeah Yeah.
0: definitely so what do you think um a small business needs to tick off in their early beginning years to have the best shot of success
1: oh gee it's going to sound biased but get some support get some advisors in whether that's you know, an accountant um, or uh, you know, an advisor, someone that's, they need to not try and do it all themselves. I know it's expensive, but it's better off to get experts in that knows what they're doing rather than spending hours and hours and hours trying to learn something new and mm-hmm. taking that away from what you do best
0: yeah absolutely absolutely so if we had and let's take this as a lesson out to hopefully the people who are who are hearing because a lot of the people that we that we uh, have in our audience are entrepreneurs so they're people that have their own business or they're people that are starting a side hustle There's then you know they're trying to move forward with their lives so let's see if we can take this as a bit of a lesson knowing what you know now if you lost the business as you have it so somehow somewhere we were alternate universe we've woken up and MCN doesn't exist. But you know what you know and you have to start again. What would you do, steps one, two, three, four, five, what would you do to, to give yourself that rocket forward? Um, I wouldn't start off thinking that
1: uh, I could start with nothing. Okay. Um, so my how I started was I had a laptop, I had the home and I got someone to do a website, basic website. Yep. Um I think you know you need some money behind you. Like thankfully I was in a position that we I you know my income wasn't dependent on the family uh to live kind of thing. So I was able to start off small. But yeah, I think you need to have some money behind you to you know get some marketing in place, get an advisor in place and expect to make a, a loss in the first year. Like it, it, it you happens. need to be
0: able to carry that. You need to be able to carry that. You need
1: to be able to, yes, absolutely.
0: I, I know when I was going out on my own, and um, somebody advised me and said, make sure you've got six months' worth of income before you even think about opening the doors. Um, mm. And I wish they'd said 12.
1: Yes, yes. So even I, now I try and keep six months' worth in the savings account just in case the worst happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair buffer. I think um, uh, a lot of people will say... Well, I don't have anything, Natasha. That's why I'm starting on Like, there aren't there are also ways of, I guess, accessing cash flow to help you get started, and and that can be in a way of, of grants, or it might be in the way of, of some sort of subsidies or funding, but also you know um, lines of credit from a from a traditional finance institution. It might be a credit card, it might be a an overhead or overdraft, et cetera. So, long again, make sure you know your numbers, make sure you know your costs, so that you can cover those hmm. expenses as you're bringing them in. Interestingly, though, one of the things you said was once you have that cash, to spend it on marketing and advisors, and you mentioned it in that order. Why do you feel marketing is such a big starting point? Well? It's something that I've always struggled with
1: personally. Yep. Um, it's, for, for me, it, it was something that if you can find a decent marketer that will get your results, then, you know, they're worth their weight in gold, really. Yeah. Yep. Um and because I've struggled with it, I think that was first on my list oh, yes. trying yes. to find someone still looking. <laughs> um, and it's not necessarily a, a was an order thing um, because advisors could be a, a whole heap of different ones. Like yeah. a, it could be an accountant but it could be uh, a mortgage broker if you need funding. Yeah, sure. It, yeah, it it could it's be whatever a- you need at that point in time. But yeah, you, know, you need to need to be willing to pay for it and you need to have the,
0: the backing behind you to be able to fund it. Absolutely. Are there places people can go to kind of get funding to get started, do you think?
1: Um, I would say traditional banks, because you don't have the history of trading, mm-hmm. uh, would be extremely difficult. Yep. Um, there are some grants out there, but again they can be uh, a bit difficult. But you know, there's no harm in trying. Yeah, sure. Um, it, there might be something that the council can help you with as well, your local council. Um, not necessarily with funding, but maybe with other things. Yep. Um, and for you know the startup techs, there's obviously investors as well and angel investors.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you if you if you've got your product market right, then uh, you can tap into that kind of stuff as well. So what's next for you, Natasha? How do we how do we see MCM Business Solutions growing? Like how what's your plan for the next? I guess, three to five years?
1: Uh, my plan is to grow the business to the point that I can bring in those experts internally and we can just help the businesses as they need it um, mm-hmm. when they need it. And, yeah, I've, I've got a, a decent-sized office that doesn't have many people in at the moment, so it would be lovely to have this bustling at the moment.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So what needs to happen for that to, to occur? You need more clients, obviously. You need yep. to get that marketing person in place probably to bring those leads in
1: yeah absolutely so it's it's doing things like this that you know get increase the our rating. name out there mm-hmm. um and yeah uh anyone that needs help just give us a call
0: nice. Um can i can i can i finish off with a 60 second challenge natasha one of the things that um that i found fascinating is uh we've, we've done this with a lot of our guests um so here's the premise you catch up with a friend that you haven't seen for quite a few years. Their kids are in school, okay? And they've got a business idea that is starting to feel like it could be something real. They're still working a job, but they're just about on the cusp of going out on their own. Mm -hmm. And it's at this point that you catch up with them for a coffee and they say to you, Natasha, how should I get started? We've talked about advisors, we've talked about cash flow, we've talked about knowing your numbers and all that kind of stuff. What should that person do, one, two and three, to make sure that they've got the best steps forward for success?
1: If they're really ready, test the market, um, they need to get their ABM.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. And that might be global. So you need to get incorporated with where you are. You need to get a business yeah. name registered. You need to have your uh, paperwork in place to operate as a business. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, whatever you need to do within your region uh, get your business registered um that that's key because even if you start testing the market your regulators might see you as running a business and that gets you into trouble very yep. quickly. Um, then if uh once you've tested the market and and you might need to reject the message or whatever um you should start bringing in the in the
0: dollars yeah it, start, it start actually finding customers so we talk about you know developing that avatar we talk about making sure you know who your customer really is and then how to reach them and I think of all of the entrepreneurs and and business people that I've spoken to that message alone is the biggest difference I found between growth and frustration is yeah. if you can if you know your market and you know how to reach your market then you've got most of the answers that you'll need to stave off some of those early Scary moments.
1: Yeah, I think you need to be willing to change with what you find out, and not be stuck with. Well, this is my idea, and I'm not going to change it. You you need to change to meet your target market's
0: needs. Absolutely. Even as you said, you started MCM because you found that people were asking you for advice. So much wider than just accounting and bookkeeping. So very, very cool. Natasha, thank you so much for the opportunity to to come and say hi. I really uh, appreciate and value your time. Uh, As I said, not all superheroes wear capes. It's important to know that some of the fundamentals of running a business, knowing your numbers, keeping your finances in check and being able to control some of the things that, that... all businesses can come unstuck with if they don't make sure that that's in place uh, is such an important message. And again, thank you. I really appreciate it. Guys, if you'd like to know more about Natasha, you'd like to find out um, how you can have somebody be that virtual CFO, chief financial officer in your business. You can head to mcmbusinesssolutions.com.au. You can touch base with Natasha. She's looking to grow. She's looking to uh, increase her business and hopefully by putting some great things in place with your business, you guys can help each other out. So Natasha, again, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate the the wisdom of being able to come in and chat with you and uh, wish you all the very best for the growth. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey everyone, it's Walt and thanks so much for listening to the episodes on the podcast. We really love bringing these interviews to you and I hope you're getting a lot out of them. We've designed the podcast to really help and to engage with everybody out there so you could help us by simply leaving us a comment or a review, subscribing, on iTunes head over there now make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us it helps more than you could possibly believe do that now and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode